on the apostle's hand, it's called the fivefold ministry hand that say perfecting saints. Go to Ephesians 4, 8 for me, please. God spoke in his word and he called out through Jesus that he was going to give Jesus that if people would have their minds changed, their minds sober, he says, now I'm going to empower people one of these five gifts. Do you know anybody can be empowered to be raised up in a place that Christ can use you? But not everybody will choose to do it. Because if you're attracted to this, that means you're already what? Chosen to be in one of these gifts. All right. And the word says, therefore, he says, when he, he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Isn't that funny how captive and captive are right next to each other? They mean the same thing. Get it? They led captivity <gasps> captive. Okay, you guys don't get this. I came in here. I saw this chart. It was, these weren't even on these charts when I came here. This was a little drawing. I was already in captivity because I was already a lie. And that chart led me, cap it captivated my heart. And immediately something in here jumped on that chart. And Jean barely had to talk. It was the revelation that, oh my gosh, there is something there. So if you are in the fivefold ministry, whatever captivity you're being held to, Jesus actually woos you captive to having his heart to do one of these things. And you already have the gift, but that doesn't mean you know what the gift was given to you for. All right. It says he led the captivity captive and gave the gift to men. You know what the gift is? The gift is the Holy Spirit to use your natural gifts. I mean, this is what the gift is not your natural gift. See, we, we are so busy feeding man on how good their gift is when that gift is given irrevocable. That is not the gift. The gift is when it's paired with the gift of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. When they come together, now Jesus has captivated your heart. Give me the next verse 10. It says, he who descended is also, so I love this. He ascended and he did what? Descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill what? All things. So that means the one that descended and ascended, he fulfilled all things. So if he captivates your heart, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now he's going to extend to you a work. What you were truly cracking open the little vial to know what you were really created for. Give me 411. He says, I'm going to fulfill all things. Now he came. From the time Jesus came to the time of his return, we have the Holy Spirit. That means there's always going to be something not right in us when we're mixing with the wrong spirits. But when the spirit's already there and you've chosen it, now the vials cracked open. And he said, and he himself gave some to be apostle. Not everybody will be a prophet. Not everybody will be a evangelist and not everybody will be a pastor or a teacher. He himself, that means Jesus took a piece of himself. And when you became captivated, that means when you took his breath, that means when you say, I'm going to live for you. That means when you take on what he came to do, 
he's going to reveal to you which one of those five you are. He wants to cleanse the vessel so he can do the work through that vessel. It's not even you doing the work. I have a body. I have gray hair. Do you get what I'm saying? I have a look about myself, but that's not who I am. I'm just a vessel where he was cracked open and now he can use a gift through me. Do you know if there wasn't any apostle, do you know the gift of apostleship could work through me? It could work through you because wherever there's a lack, he's going to use a willing, obedient vessel, but he's given me special talents. So those talents now mixed with him become, it's his gift. All right, give me Ephesians 4.12. It says, for the equipping of the saints. It's not even for you. It's not even given for us. It's given for equipping saints. For the work of what? Ministry. Everybody who is captivated by Christ, you are to do work of ministry. Also, it's for the edifying of the body of Christ. That means you're going to meet people that they're not trying to be a pastor, a teacher, evangelist. They just need somebody to what? Pray for them. They need someone who knows this. Show me the way. Here's the truth of the matter. Give me Ephesians 4.13. It says, till we all come to the unity of the faith. Bottom line, we ain't making it unless there's a five-fold ministry. Jesus never created anybody to be the fullness of one man to carry all things. He was already that man. He was already that man. He's like, I need your help to finish the plan. Until we come to the unity of faith, we have to build the house together. Until we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That means it is the responsibility of Jesus's ministry It removes you out of you so he himself can give you the gift, your assignment. But until you are still in you, you can't even understand the fullness of that assignment. And what is that assignment? Look on the hand of God. The apostles function, not a title. This is what we have to get out of the body of Christ. But it's the word doing the work. An apostle is a function. These are just functions. These are These are things God gave to edify his ministry. So apostle's job is to lay foundational truth. The apostle is to truly look over all the others. He's become so matured, so close in his relationship with the Lord. He's in his word. He's in his worship. He's able to look over everybody. But that doesn't mean he knows everything. And I'm going to jump down to teacher. The teacher has sound foundational line upon line, precept upon precept teaching. God's going to give the empowerment to the apostle to run all things, to know what is the right foundation. But he did not give the apostle's ability to teach it. Now, can he teach it? Yes, he can still teach it. We all are teachers. We're all evangelists. We all are disciples of Christ. But the teaching gift is given to give you a revelation to help really draw the people. Okay, then we have the prophet. The prophet, if you notice, is right next to the apostle. He is the one that gives direction. A strategist of the plan of God. They know where God is moving something. Prophets are not to tell you your fortune. Prophets are not in place to tell you your future. They're to confirm what God is already showing you in a manner and a way you'll receive it. 
If you run out this door because a prophet said something to you and you didn't like what it was said, well, you have to ask yourself two questions. One, have I been spending time with God? Because if you haven't been spending time with God, a prophet could insult you because you don't even know what God is speaking to you. And the second, you have to ask yourself, if you are worshiping God, has this prophecy been already revealed to me? And is this a confirmation? Isn't that awesome? How many people of us want a word? We want the fortune teller. Sometimes we just want the fortune told us. And I, I don't want to say fortune, but it really is future. Some of us really want to know things of the future. And God did not design prophets to be fortune tellers. But an unsanctified prophet usually ends up doing some type of fortune teller. They're attracted to future things. They're attracted to tapping into that second heaven and, and conversing with other spirits. That can look like the light, but is a complete what? Lie. All right, then we have the pastor. And the pastor is right next to the teacher. It says, it cares, it nurtures, and it protects not the people. It cares, it nurtures, and it protects the word of God. The teacher teaches the truth. The pastor nurtures it with Christ's love. And I want you to start thinking, out of these five, if everybody's called in here, you have one of these special gifts to be used at a certain time. All right. And then the last gift is the evangelist. These people you can't even keep in their seats. They can barely sit still because they have to extend out and they're going to feel the pull in a certain direction. All of these have to be sanctified. An apostle can build a ministry, but if it's not built with Christ, then all he did was use his gift without the one who gave him the gift. We're now at a time, these things, they have to be pointed out. But you know what? The first thing you should do, just understand, hey, does a ministry have these? Because there's no more one man show. One man has to grow in the unity of the faith. So that means we have to remember, we're not looking for that as our growth, but we should be looking for a place that has that influence because you cannot grow in the journey without counsel that surrounds you in all those five areas.